0: And now, here's your resource queen, Alex Litwack. Welcome. With me today is Lindell Sandland. She is a Qigong practitioner and has been for over 27 years. And for the last decade, she has been a certified instructor of this art. Hello, hello, Lindell.
1: Hello, Alex. Good to be here. Happy to have you here. All right. What is Qigong? Well, Qigong is energy practice. It's Qi practice. Is your life force energy and gong is practice so like with a two two dimensional definition it's energy practice so uh, and encompasses a lot more than that because it incorporates mind body heart it was developed thousands and thousands of years ago by ancient Taoist masters for health and longevity because everybody wanted to live longer and it was originally only for like the, the higher practitioners and the royalty. It was not for the common people. Tai Chi was for the common people, and everyone practiced that. But Qigong is more the internal aspect of Tai Chi. So it's not used in, um, in self-defense as Tai Chi is. So Qigong is more um, refined, and you can either it's either sitting or standing. Or moving qigong
0: That's so interesting That it was really only for royalty at first How very elitist of them Yes
1: <laughs> Well, the emperors had a lot of wives So they needed to learn how to conserve their qi In order to keep everybody happy So right? it all comes down to sex Is what it's you're saying It's true <laughs> It's sex and emotions, actually Because the two... The, the way that we get qi in our body is the foods we eat. So the type of foods we eat impact the type of energy that you have available for you, right? And our emotions are a lot of energy, right? And so one of the main avenues of qigong is also learning to balance your emotions. And that's an inner work. And then the other place that we get a lot of energy, we human beings, is from sex, and so the emperors needed to conserve their and it's called jing J I N G that's your sexual energy and because they had a, a lot of wives that they had kind of had to keep happy <laughs>
0: i'm just surprised they didn't name it party on <laughs> As opposed to Qigong Because it sounds like they were all having a real good time
1: back then I, I will say that is with the sexual Qigong Which my master uh, Mantak Chia M-A-N-T-A-K Chia, C-H-I-A He's probably more well known for his sexual energy practices Men may not want to hear this But really you can serve more of your life force energy If you don't ejaculate Every time you have sex, you learn to conserve that energy and bring it up and you can nourish your internal organs. That's pretty trippy for a lot of people. That is, I'm sure
0: there are a bunch of men out there who are not going to enjoy hearing that. I think you're absolutely right. However, it
1: can keep them going longer.
0: So less is more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good to know. All right. So we know it's about energy. We know it's Mind, body, spirit Yes When you're teaching in a
1: class what do, you, what do you do with people? Well, we actually start with physical warm-ups Because you want to engage the body In this system, it's not about denying the body Depriving the body uh, But it's not about hedonism either Despite my earlier comments <laughs> So what we learn to do is We shake the body We stand and we shake And knowing that we're not just shaking the body, but we're shaking the mind out and all the crap that we've experienced for the day. We just shake that off and we loosen that energy between the joints because we tend our energy when we are when we're upset or worried or stressed or fearful, we we tighten up and that blocks your energy from flowing through the meridian system because the whole key is, as my master Xiao would say, that it's all from the same root. Acupuncture is based in Taoism, and Qigong and Tai Chi. And I would say, too, that Tai Chi is the granddaddy of all the Asian martial arts. That all the other art, the Kung Fu and Jiu Jitsu, they all come back to the, the basic energy work of Tai Chi.
0: Just like Hatha Yoga would probably be the sort of the original yoga and then there's now there's all, all these, these other branches yes yes, yes, yes because yes. we're always looking to be in control of something in a different way right, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> or the mind gets bored and that's the thing with qigong is our mind wants to get involved and, and give us a bunch of instructions when actually it's it, in the qigong work it's about training the mind it's not about emptying it because the mind's job is to stay busy, and oh, oh, I gotta dust this, and oh, oh, what am I gonna do about my mom's, uh, you know? So the training of the mind is to learn to focus it, and that's what Qigong does. And we do it through waking up the body. I also work with a, um, I call it recharge your chi. <laughs> so we'll be working with that starting in November. We'll, we'll get to that. Well, let's talk about that. What is recharging your chi? So, recharging your chi is uh, something that I came up with, just a little moniker to help people, like kind of grab people. Um, We recharge our cell phone every day, don't we? We recharge our body by eating, and we recharge our mind, whether we are mindful of what we're putting into our mind. We're putting things into our mind all the time. The TV we watch, the advertising that that we can't seem to escape from. I just moved from New York City at the end of 2020. Even in cabs, you get in a cab and they're they're advertising to you. I've noticed at gas pumps here, they're advertising to you. So they're they're always feeding something into your mind. So recharging your chi is about you taking. Your own self-care steps toward being mindful of what you put into your mind and your energy field. So your chi field encompasses your, not just your, your torso, but your whole body. And it goes down into the earth six or seven inches. Your chi field penetrates into the earth six or seven inches. And it rises up above your head six or seven inches. So it's like an egg around you right and some practice some people call that your prana is your life force energy and that encompasses your aura in modern terms we would call it your electromagnetic field and we all have that and we all have that they've uh, the heart math Institute has measured how far out your heart and your heart has its own electromagnetic field It can come out like six feet and we're well over six feet apart and yet our, our heart energy is in sync with each other.
0: I love that idea that the energy of your heart really is out in the physical world. That, and that is so good to know when you think about entering into a situation that may be stressful or possibly frightening. Yes. That you must protect your heart.
1: So one of the practices that Qigong does is uh, teach you how to, to focus on your belt channel. There's a belt channel that you can, with your mind, with your intention of your mind, you can reinforce your belt channel that goes all around your insides, inside your body, and also outside the body. And when we're out in nature, our chi field naturally expands because it gets fed by nature. The sun nourishes the heart. The green trees and the green grass nourishes your liver. The water, and, the, and even the water in the clouds, that nourishes your kidney energy. And kidneys, by the way, manage your, help you manage your fear. So every every. Thing is interconnected in life. And human beings, and especially modern human beings, we have so gotten away from that. So recharging our chi field is about reconnecting with the three major forces, which are the Earth force, which is considered receptive and yielding and feminine. So to connect that with indigenous people, it's Mother Earth. And there's the universe force which is the the heavenly forces, not the heavens like a particular place, but all of it, the planets, our sun and beyond, that energy is always creating outward moving. It's strong and firm and masculine. So as the indigenous people would say, father sky. And then the third force is this heart plane, this cosmic heart plane, where we connect with all other beating hearts on the planet. And we can either take nourishment from, give nourishment to, or we can have it sucked out of us. So when we become more mindful of what, where do I put my heart, what am I putting my heart into? And is this, is this a cause worthy? <laughs> That's something that uh, Sharon Salzberg talks about, is where you put your heart energy. Really consider where you, where you give your heart and not just in love and a romantic sense, but your, your work that you do, the work that you're called to do or the work that you have to do. Can you find a way to put your heart into it? All right, then make money at it until you find a place and a way to get to a place where you can find a heart-based way of living.
0: Which I think a lot of people don't even consider. They just do the work they're going to do, or they've always done it this way, so they're just going to stick with it, or this is what their family has done. And I think at the end of most days, people feel pretty depleted in general.
1: I can see that, and I have days that I'm like that, too, and I have situations where I'm like that, too. My mother is almost 86 years old. She had a stroke five years ago, and that's a lot of the reason I relocated to Indianapolis. Was to take over managing her care. That's very challenging. She's currently in a rehab nursing home, and we're hoping to get her home in the next six weeks. And so, even with her in the nursing home and their nurses around, things still go wonky. Caretaking is a full time job. Whether you are in a, somebody
0: is in a facility or they're at home, your mind is and your heart are thinking about them.
1: Right. And so, when I get caught up in worry, I, I have these tools that I've developed or, or that I have studied and that I can teach others in dealing with those emotions, that worry and anxiety. We're, I was beginning to talk about the different organs. We, each one has a job to do and it takes care of different emotions and has negative and positive emotions that it deals with. So the worry and anxiety is your stomach, stomach, spleen, pancreas. They're, they're a trio are on your left side. You'll learn more about your internal organs than you thought possible. And it's very informative because if you can visualize, okay, I'm sending earth energy, which is balancing energy, which is supportive energy. That's golden energy. I'm sending that to my left side where my stomach, spleen, pancreas are. And I have, there's a sound that goes along with it. It's I'll, I'll make it for you if you like. It's uh, You don't have to be a singer it's not a mantra and this is not a religion. Okay. Let me just state that there's the sound that goes with the spleen pancreas stomach is a guttural who kind of sounds like a cappuccino machine. So when I'm worried, I put my hand on my left side and I'm, And that helps you release. It helps release that stuck energy because if we if we hang on, if we tighten up, which is our natural human tendency, and the mind wants to control everything, but it, the mind doesn't control the emotions. The emotions come from the body. There are signals from the body saying something's out of whack here. You need to deal with it.
0: And we all spend a lot of time ignoring those signals mm-hmm. because a little issue. A little bump in the road can turn into a big bump in the road and turn into a much bigger health concern if you ignore it completely. Correct. Correct. If I'm in your class and I've now shaken off, you know, all that sort of surface energy and negativity, then are you taking the class through a series of postures? Are you taking us through visualizations, both?
1: Yes, it's all of it, and uh, some of it's moving. So, um, and there's different types of qigong even within um, Master Chia's system. But I teach the Tao basics, and the Tao, by the way, T A O, also spelled D A O, just means the way or the way of nature. Now, of course, over the millennia, human beings, being human beings, they created a church and did all this stuff. But that's not the Taoism that I. I subscribe to or ascribe to. that It's similar to Shintoism in Japan, where it's really about living in sync with nature. What's the way of nature? The tide goes out, the tide comes back in. There's the seasons that change. Everything's changing. Everything's circular, cyclical. With the Taoism, it's really about learning to live in sync with nature.
0: If you're living in the modern, stressful, driving a car Uh, the concrete
1: jungle, so to speak. How do you get connected to nature? I lived one block away from Central Park, and that was my salvation, was to be able to go in and to walk and to connect. And these tools, the six healing sounds, is one of the types of Qigong that I teach. And that is, it's postures and that simple sound and mind focus.
0: Do you walk through All those sounds
1: in every class. My six healing sounds class is part instruction, and I have handouts, and you get to see what your liver looks like, and know that it's a big, their largest solid organ. And then we practice the the movements and work on the sounds. And ideally, I would take more time with it. Master Chia takes a whole weekend to. To teach the six healing sounds and the microcosmic orbit and the inner smile.
0: So I'm trying to visualize sitting in a class with you or standing in a class with you. Are these postures similar to yoga?
1: Yeah, they're closer to yoga than Tai Chi. Well, for instance, there is a form of uh, Qigong called Kuan Yin Qigong. That's by uh, Master Li Zhongfeng. And those are all standing and moving. So that looks a little bit more like Tai Chi, but they have no martial arts aspect to them. You can't protect yourself in a battle with them. Um, I, with Qigong, though, all of the movements can be adjusted. So it doesn't matter really what level of health you're, you come in with. You can sit and make the movements and, and get benefit from Qigong. And what about meditation? Well, for the meditation aspect, I do a guided meditation in the class and you can learn to self-meditate. You can learn to guide yourself through it because this is about a mental practice. Instead of saying, oh, I'm not going to think anything because as soon as you say that, all you're going to do is think. <laughs> <laughs> so if you train your mind, like, it's, like a, it's like a little puppy that needs to be trained and you be gentle with it, just like you're with, gentle with a puppy. So don't be mean to yourself. Be kind to yourself and learn to breathe in and up the back of your spine, up to the crown, put the tongue, tip of the tongue on the roof of the palate and exhale coming down the front channel and back down to the perineum.
0: Is, is Qigong something like yoga or meditation or almost anything else that's good for you? Is, that, is this something you should do every day?
1: I think it's the best benefit if you can do it almost every day. One of my teachers made this point, and uh, it was brilliant, because if we tell ourselves, I've got to do this every day, well, now you've just added another thing to your list, the things that you got to do every day, and it's just going to be like a chore, and that's not going to be any fun at all. But if you say to yourself, I do it almost every day, then okay, if you miss a day, it's okay. So what? So it's okay. Can you get the benefits in 10 minutes, or is it? does
0: it need to be 30 to 60
1: minutes? That's the beauty of Qigong. If you can spend at least 10 minutes a day, you'll get so much benefit from it. And here's the thing, the word practice is a noun and a verb, right? So the more you practice the practice, the better you'll get. And the more you'll want to do, and you'll find you're setting aside more time naturally, but don't approach it to like, well, if I don't do it for half an hour, it's not going to do me any good. So I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. 10 minutes a day. And well, minutes almost every day Set yourself up for success Exactly
0: I know that you have a special interest in women's health And that you have for quite some time Been developing a program that's specific to women And breast health And I want to understand
1: where that came from I'm so glad you asked that question Because I'm actually starting in October At The Playful Soul A series called Qigong for breast health. I'm trying to change the conversation for October's month instead of thinking about breast cancer awareness. I want to be aware of what helps make my breasts healthy. So there are several practices that are out there and available that specifically work with breast health. And one of the ones I'll be working with is the Wu Ming Meridian Therapy And it's the Dragon's Way program That was developed by Grandmaster Nan Lu. He's based in New York So Master Lu uh, Is actually, he's from China He's uh, not Chinese American He grew up in China And he has quite a story Because uh, his parents were alive During the um, Cultural Revolution When Qigong was just about outlawed And the Communist Chinese Could not stop the people from doing Tai Chi. So they embraced the Tai Chi and they realized that medical Qigong was very, very beneficial. So they kept that and they've loosened their restrictions on most of the Qigong practitioners, but not all of them. But Master Lu, in his working with these meridians, because he's also an acupuncturist and a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. And he recognized as, as all of TCM practitioners do, who work with acupuncture, that there are the six major meridians run through the breast, but there are three in particular that really impact breast health. And that's the spleen, the kidney, and the liver. And so he developed seven movements, just seven movements, that help unblock stuck chi in the breast area. And he even has a, a diagram That shows, depending on where the lump is, that's the organs that were impacted. And I had an early stage breast cancer 11 years ago, in 2010, and I had DCIS, ductal carcinoma in situ, very common among women, so is LCIS, which is lobular carcinoma in situ. And It's very, very common, especially as we get around the menopausal years because our hormones go into, like, crazy gyrations because they're receding from what we entered into when we hit puberty. So if you can imagine, like, the volatility of pubescent girls is the same on the other end. And please understand that menopause is not a disease and that there are ways to balance your emotions that relate to the spleen and the liver and the kidney and you can balance your estrogens so master lu developed these seven simple exercises and that's what i will be sharing the first two saturdays in october from 10 a.m to 11 a.m at the playful soul and you can find out more information on the website the last two Saturdays in the month, I'll be sharing a different master's um, qigong movements that are especially for women's health. And this is by Master Daisy Lee. And it's, it's a qigong practice made by a woman for women. It seems to me that
0: we are so much more about the breast cancer and crisis in health than we are about Nurturing that health That could keep women
1: From getting breast cancer
0: So I love that you're taking this approach
1: Yeah It's it's really I was fortunate uh, As it turned out I was fortunate with the, the DCIS diagnosis um, Of course The moment you hear cancer Or possible cancer Oh, all the fear comes right in And until you get all your test results back man that fear it was like it was like a it was like a being that like at night I would be laying in bed I was okay and then I wake up in the middle of the night and there would be this fear being sitting there on my bed going <coughs> you know and so I learned to talk to it I'm like well hello fear how are you today well, yeah are you really here to teach me something or can you just leave <laughs> you know and so I had started back with my qigong practices the year before and I'm really grateful that I did, and I because it turned out to be precancerous. I realized I had more time to to look into what I needed to do. Now I will say that in 2010, my oncologist said to me uh, that DCIS had been treated differently over the decades, and he was he was an older guy. He was like pushing 70 then, and he's like the advantage of being an old man. You know, is I've seen how they've treated this. DCIS in particular. At the time, I was told it is cancer. It's stage zero, and I'm thinking, stage zero. What is zero? Zero is is, is nothing. Why are you calling it? It's what? And I and uh, P.S. Uh, within five to six years, they had downgraded DCIS again to a pre-cancer situation. But at the time. And, and my oncologist said to me in 2010, he said, I've seen how they treated it. They said it's precancerous. Let's just watch it. Then they said, no, it's a cancer. We should treat it aggressively and you should do a mastectomy even though it's really precancerous. And, and so he, he literally said to me, the current fashion with DCIS is to either do a mastectomy or do a lumpectomy. And radiation therapy, and I thought, "Wow, the current fashion, really? I, what?" And so I read all I could about it because I do believe that knowledge is power. And for too, too long, regardless of whether it's breast health or ovarian health, women have been kind of patted on the head by their male, mostly male doctors. I mean, up through up through my generation too. They're just beginning to be more female doctors. Really, in the past what three decades but that little pat on the head father knows best doctor knows best when it comes to the little ladies and and i think it's it's high time women took their power back i am with
0: you lindell if someone is interested in connecting with you whether it be for qigong classes or possibly for these breast health awareness classes
1: how do they reach you They reach me. My name is Lindell Sandlin. I am on Facebook. You can also find me on Facebook at Tai Chi Shaman, and that's spelled T A I C H I S H A M A N, because I also do shamanic energy healing. All right, Tai
0: Chi Shaman, or they can find you Lindell, L I N D E L, Sandlin, S A N D L I N, on Facebook. Thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. I've loved every minute.
1: Thank you. How many medications and
0: supplements have you tried to deal with your anxiety, insomnia, inflammation, or pain? Have you considered hemp-sourced CBD? It is such a powerful and profound way to work on a wide variety of both emotional and physical issues. CBD works on a system in your body that strives to get you in balance. No matter the health challenge, CBD may be your best option. Learn all about it at cbdjubilee.com. Today's show has been sponsored by CBD Jubilee, bringing you health and happiness every day. Thanks for tuning in.